So in another episode of Five Minutes with the Silver Fox, I'm here with Nick Martin. Uh, Nick Martin is the principal and owner of the Swiss Hotel School in Ramburg. Hi, Nick. Hi, good morning, Stephen. How are you doing? Good morning. It's great. It was nice. It's nice being here. We do meet, know each other rather well from all sorts of past escapades. Um, I also have, uh, for my sins, uh, the uh, uh, on the academic board of the Swiss Hotel School. Um, so we, we were chatting a little bit earlier, Nick. We were talking about um, uh, the next generation of hotelier. Yeah. Um, and the next generation hotelier is what is your concern as the owner and principal of a, um, a premium hotel school in South Africa. Um, what I want to first to ask is, you know, we go back into our day when there was a certain type of education. Yeah. Um, what is it that the modern hotel student is looking for? What are their expectations of education? Um, for this industry? It's a good question. We constantly battle with it. You know, every year, you know, twice a year, ten times a year, we look at the program and think, why is this work or why does this not work? And it's it's weird because uh, fundamentally the underpinning skills and craft of the hospitality industry hasn't changed that much. I mean, we've got a big chunk of IT in it that wasn't there, obviously, in our day. But otherwise, we still try and... I suppose inculcate values of service and hospitality and looking after people, having a can-do approach, being positive, all those things. And, and, and we also like to base our managerial studies on people understanding a little bit about what the people that they're going to be responsible for will face in the course of a day. You know, the chefs and the restaurant staff and the housekeepers in the front office. So we, we try and base the managerial uh, offering on, on, on a fairly good grasp of, of, of what it means to actually work in the industry. I know so, in going back to our day, if yeah. you like me saying, is that there was a concentration far more on the practical yeah. and on the traditional way of being able to do things, which I know is very still much a very cornerstone subject. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but we did have accounting, we did have law, but it had no application whatsoever mm. to real business. Um, the business aspect of it, do you find that that's more emphasised? Well, that's always been our thing. Our, we, we consider ourselves a management school, although we now have a culinary program as well as a, as a sort of mainstream old, old, old school uh, hospitality management program. Um, and, and it is about management. And, and the question is, what does a young manager need to be able to do to demonstrate in order to not just survive the first job after graduation, but really do well and thrive and flourish in the industry? And so it starts with craft skills, it starts, you know, and then it's thinking skills, supervisory skills. Uh, we try to avoid teaching anything that doesn't really answer the question, does this help the young manager succeed? And so issues, for example, you mentioned law there. I mean, it's, it was nobody's favorite subject ever because it was always very dry and people couldn't necessarily see the apt application. But we teach it, but we teach it about the hospitality, education, the stuff that the frontline managers will need to know in their first three or four years about the liquor licensing, about gambling, about smoking. And we also do a little bit about contractual law, leases, and, and, and real real stuff, you know, not just to be pedantic. We're not breeding lawyers. We are, we are breeding hospitality managers, we hope. 
Um, and we know that young hospitality managers need to know enough to protect their employers from, from you know, po- possible litigation or protect mm. their staff from breaking their necks or falling over or whatever else. Just to, just to talk about the types of students, yeah. um, the, the modern generation has been much maligned uh, about being um, lazy, not sort of staying in jobs for long, um, uh, not wanting to work extra hours, not wanting to do this. But without talking too much about that old chestnut, yeah. what is it that the, uh, the modern student wants out of the hospitality industry? Look, I think that the, 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 the kids that come in in the culinary side are definitely romanticised by the stuff they see in television. Um, the people that come in in the hospitality side They've generally got a reasonable insight, or you know, we don't we don't take them on as students unless we really feel that they have a, a sincere and, and well thought out kind of desire to be in the industry. But I think they want all the things that we want, except they probably want it faster and they they want it easier. Uh, unfortunately, I think our, our high school education system is such that everything's sort of packaged up for them a little bit. So when they come to us, they want the same sort of packaging and the orientation towards passing exams. And really, to be honest, we, you know, the exams are a necessary evil. If you end up spending 20% of your time in assessment as opposed to teaching, then it's 20% less teaching time. So we. We really we want to spend as much time teaching and interacting with the students and, and, and working with them, um, so that they can move fast. You know. So what I, what I find exciting though about the modern hotel industry, and, and your comments on this will be um, uh, be needed, is just what a vibrancy there is. What a change in different products there actually are out there, and it's an opportunities then that are for students to move into the industry. Mm. Uh, again, reminiscing back in the day. Um, hotels ran in a certain way, they're a certain type of product, um, but now there's a massive change with, with, with competition. Mm, uh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I tried, often try to think of what I felt like when I was making those decisions as an 18-year-old or a 19-year-old, and I think we all worked in the assumption that a hotel was a concrete block somewhere in the city or probably next to an airport, whatever, but, uh, you know, it's not that for these kids. They, they have got huge opportunities and some of them love the, the cruise ship thing, you know, as, yeah. a, as a place to go when they've finished their education, just to take a breather, earn some money, see the world a little bit. And, and you know, the cruise ships, a lot of them, the good ones, are really the last bastions of the old silver service type of uh, Does anybody hospital. teach silver service anymore? Yeah, we do a little bit, but you can't afford much time for it, really, to be honest. Mm. Um, and then they've, you know, we've got this wonderful gumpole and thatch kind of hotel, the the bush, the where the where, where it's not the hospitality edu- uh, experience is only part of what you're selling. You're selling a an outdoors experience or a cultural experience or a wildlife experience, and those things are great. We've had kids going into that. We've got people going into industry specific software. We've got people that everybody wants to do something with events, which is 
kind of freaky, you know, because I thought, you know, the bride's mother was always the... Oh, the, no, not hard. The, and, you know, <laughs> the number one enemy of the hotel. I've done so many weddings in my career, you yeah. know, the, the biggest dread that I absolutely have, I think, is to do weddings. Yeah. The, um, one of the things that um, I've been looking at, people talk about the fourth industrial revolution. Yeah. Um, I, you know, my feeling is, is that it's been, it's been hyped up by corporates to try and get you to think about... Um, uh, about different areas to be able to spend your money. Mm. Um, so I've seen some rather funky ideas that go in and around there, uh, whether it be a robot making your breakfast or whether it be a, yeah. a robot taking your bags to the room. All of them look really cumbersome to me. Do you mm. think that the, um, uh, the, the future of young hoteliers are under threat by technology? No, I don't think so. I think it's enhancing the product, Stephen. I mean, if you think about it, the, the explosion of all the guest houses and the little hotels and all the rest of it, that came in the back of uh, internet marketing. You know, how does a, how does a, a, a guy in Brackfontein with six bedrooms effectively market against somebody who's got a budget to try and fill 120 bedrooms? And the answer in the old days was he couldn't, you know, so they weren't viable businesses. But now with uh, all the sort of internet-related uh, media and marketing opportunities open to people, small businesses can be viable, and, and those are the opportunities for the young people. Look, I think that um, we are moving into an area where thinking is important, you know, people need to look at things with a different view. We're never quite sure what the, our students are going to be facing in in 10 years time you know we're, we're really not a lot changes very quickly one of the subjects i'm looking at, at the moment is food security and sustainability now you know when i drive from here down to the cape and i stay in little towns and the you know i love to stop overnight somewhere and i stay in colesburg or springfield or hanover or richmond one of these places they're all battling with water you know and that's just crept up on us and cape town with its story when you know, when you've got an international conference centre there and they're looking to build their own desalination plant, or maybe they've already built it by now, but... Oh, well, some of the hotels down there have? Because they have to, because mm. nobody's going to book a big convention three years hence if you can't guarantee that their guests are going to have water and... It's and becoming that self-sustainable. Yeah, and, and it's issues, and it's issues of the... I mean, when you read about the the water system in, in pristine primal New Zealand being polluted because they've got too many cattle and too many sheep on it and, and, and the, the rivers are being polluted. See, I blame the vegetarians for there being yeah. too much cattle <laughs> and sheep. Um, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And eat more meat. I think that I think we've got to re-examine a lot of those uh, assumptions that we work with on a day-to-day -day basis and, and people have got to be mindful that there really is a the assumption that we can carry on the way that we're going for the next 30, 40 years has just been questioned every day, and yeah. we've got to be we've got to be moving, we've got to be nimble, we've got to deal with these things. And, and, and I love that subject because mm. if then one's going to react mm. with what the customer wants. Yeah. In the old days, the chef would say, "Well, this is the way I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. not going to do a well-done steak for you." I'm going to do it this way. I was having a wonderful conversation with the executive chef of the Santon Sun yeah. uh, and Towers, so yeah. uh, Gerard Fingerling. And he was talking about how he's adjusted his menus, we're looking at a five-star hotel there, to be able to suit his clientele. Yeah. The clientele want a well-done steak. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want a well-done steak 
that tastes like a well done steak. Yeah, they want, they a, want a well done steak that tastes like really, a big, really juicy, good. gorgeous thing. Yeah. So the way that that works is to get in touch with the supplier, find somehow yeah. to be able to get a steak that yeah. does that, and that's what he's mm. done. He's even then looked out to be able to find a lamb shank with less of a bone in the middle of it, so it's a nice big piece of meat to be able to suit the five star market he's got sure. that does not have a design mm. on the idea of a. Uh, a prawn cracker as being her cuisine, yeah. <laughs> or something molecular, molecular yeah. in molecular, any way. Yeah. Um, so I think I, I think if we, we we look, we're looking more towards what the customer wants. And I, th I think also, you know, in the culinary sense, I get the impression over the years that we've we've equated complexity with quality. And I really, I, I'm enjoying what you're saying from our colleague at the Sant and Sun. Uh, you know, there's quality in a bread roll or in a pork pie or in a pickled onion. It's, it's. It, uh, we need to focus on those things. And if the guests definitely tell us quality in a pork pie. The Englishman, <laughs> I love my pork pie. Yeah, well, you know, if there's a, a really good, a good pork pie is just, you know, it's a, it's a present from God. It's <laughs> no, I could not agree with you more with that. And um, yeah, I, I, I think the young chef of tomorrow is certainly going to be more customer centric. Absolutely. Um, um, so. Certainly, the customers have got a, a high knowledge now of mm. food mm. Um, and an interest interest on the point of fanaticism yeah, about food. And the other, I mean, I was in the UK recently and, and I was in Spain recently, and a vegan is all over. The, I mean, it's all over the place. I think there's been a doubling or a trebling of, of people who claim vegetarianism. In the in the U.S. and in the U.K., so if if the vegetarians have doubled and trebled, or the vegans have doubled and trebled, how many people have got very s distinct views on the food that they're eating? They're, they're more engaged, and we got to respond to that. You know, the days when a vegetarian gets the same as everybody else with the meat taken off the plate and an extra potato. The vegetarian platter. Yeah, the vegetarian. No, it's just rubbish. It really is rubbish. And, and I think that's it. Uh, again, talking to chefs yeah. um, and uh, excusing my comments about eat more meat, yeah. uh, I don't really believe that. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it, whether you're a vegan, whether you're a vegetarian, yeah. or whether you're just a, a regular eater, yeah. you, you want to know what you're putting in your gob. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so much rubbish. I'm reading a lovely book that's about uh, food. and. Uh, it's very clear to me, I've been listening to a lot of rubbish for a lot of years. I mean, I'm coming to the very, my next crusade is sugar. Mm. And that seems to be at the center of too much carbohydrates and uh, students whose uh, attention deficit is, 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 is worse than it should be because they have all these sugary drinks and fizzy drinks and all the rest of it. And it leads to diabetes, it can lead to health problems and all the rest of it. Yet, probably most schools are teaching the nutrition as it was taught to the nutrition teachers 15 years ago. But a lot of that stuff's been debunked and rubbished, or at least questioned. So I think we need to keep up with that. It's an, it, it's an interesting popular uh, paradigm. Mm. Um, because I do wonder whether um, things like two glasses of wine are healthy for you was not just a ploy of uh, of the wine of the wine producers. Wine. And I also think that an apple a day keeps a doctor away was probably exactly the same thing. Yeah. So we've and and also one of them as well is that sugar is as addictive. Cocaine was complete concoction yeah. of nonsense. Um, it's not so much about addiction. It's about uh, it's about careful eating. 
Mm. I must say, when I tuck into my chocolate at the end of my meal, <laughs> <laughs> I don't no want to have anybody mess with that. No signs of addiction. There, no Stephen. signs of addiction no, whatsoever no, no, there, yeah. No, it's good. But the Thanks. other thing that I would say that's changed, um, coming back to your, your sort of earlier question, is I think that um, I think that there's a movement away from diploma level study. A lot of hotel schools have been absorbed, as has happened, you know, with our Technicon hotel schools. They've been in, absorbed into comprehensive universities uh, where they teach multitude of subjects in a lot of different disciplines. And with that, there seems to have been a lessening of the, the practical aspects, but with a, a commensurate increase in maybe some general education stuff, and which, is, which I think is also good. Um, but there's no doubt, uh, if we want to attract the brightest and best kids for our industry, we've got to have a bunch of degrees out there. And uh, we're working on, on, on trying to produce ours. UJ have introduced their first uh, hospitality management degree to replace the old BTEC. Um, and I, but I think we need dozens of, of, of good qualifications there. Otherwise, the bright kids who go to sort of uh, decent schools, they're going to feel that they've wasted their high school grades by, by doing a certificate or a diploma. They want to do a degree, which possibly can lead to a master's degree at some stage because in some disciplines that's almost become the minimum yes. requirement yes. if you don't have a master's degree in the states you're not going to teach anything if uh, i look at the ceos um, and mm. and the the senior people within the hospitality industry that run companies yeah. they may have started off the way of a diploma sure. if they're in the age group of their their early to mid 50s yeah but there's been then a concerted effort to be able to go into further education, yeah. to go into MBAs, mm. go into BCOMs, to be able to go into something that is um, is more of a business degree to be able to run that. Yeah. Um, the demand for that, there's no doubt, and, and, and supporting your view there, is that we need the brightest and the best. Uh, the old adage there was, uh, you'll be fine. You know, Johnny, you're not you're not that bright. Two arms, two legs. You'll be great in the hospitality <laughs> I mean, that's the last person we want. No, Don't want any no, Johnnies no. to come into our our industry. What we want is people that are prepared and have got the smarts mm. to be able to complete a degree and then continue mm. with their education. You see, funnily enough, in the research we've done things like uh, BCOMs or uh, business degrees are very popular. Yeah. So we offer a business degree, but it's a industry specific um, qualification. Yeah. And, 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 but somehow it's not resonating yet. Uh, I think it's an industry-wide thing. You can't just have Nick Martin in a tiny Swiss hotel school offering qualifications if, if, if the rest of the world is, is, is following a different path. But here's my thought on change. Mm. The more that people start to realize that there's not so many jobs for lawyers out there, yeah. we've got a, a complete oversupply of accountants. Yeah. You, we, we don't need um, too many more of them. But yeah. we need so many more hoteliers. Yeah, absolutely. And then you imagine that uh, supply and demand then takes care of that, in that the interest is there because because you can almost guarantee employment as long as you're good. Yeah, you can guarantee employment absolutely. in our industry. Whereas I, you know, I, I see the youngsters struggling to be able to get uh, a law degree, getting through it, then struggling to be able to get a decent job, pushing paper, and nothing romantic about that. I, I th to be honest, uh, you're right, Stephen. I think that the unemployed graduate is the is the great sin in our space. Um, educational resources are so stretched. There's 
so many people trying to do a good job, but, but it's very, very difficult terrain out there. And then to have your success stories, students go right through high school, uh, survive that, get through first year of university or whatever it is, and, and you know, because there's a, a disgustingly high dropout rate in first year university programs, sorry. Um, but it's true. Um, and then they get to the end and they get their, 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 their ticket and they get their degree or their honours degree. And then they sit at home. And, and now it's what? It's just... Soul destroying. Yeah, and, and so right at the end, you've got to see where their bad decisions right at the beginning. Who told this chap, just go and get your degree, and then once you've done that, you can decide what you want to do. Get a general degree, because then you've got lots of options. You know, for a lot of people, it's a very, very sour taste in their mouth that's been left through taking that sort of advice early on. It's, it's tragic. Tourism graduates are also in there which is close to our space. Uh, we've not never had really uh, a plenty of hospitality degrees, but we've had tourism degrees for probably 20 years. And uh, I've always struggled with what do they do when they graduate? Well, that's the problem, because they, uh, 87, or they say something, 85, 87% of tourism jobs are in the hospitality sectors. But, but then, but the, but the, the student isn't studying tourism to be able to become a hotel no, or a chef right. or a, but know, then, food and beverage manager. Then they get to the end of the track and they've got a good degree from uh, from Pretoria, whatever yeah. else, for a tourism it's qualification. It's a good degree. Hmm. It's a good degree. They're well educated, but in terms of the hospitality employers, they're seeing there's a scarcity of uh, you know practical application, work experience. A uh, real understanding of what the knowledge, you know, what the industry is all about, and the dedication it will take. And you know, one thing to say about hotel school student, they come out prepared to work. They know what they, they know what work's all about. They've got the, you know, you can't frighten them. They've they've been exposed. If they've done a good uh, school program, like uh, I believe ours is. They know what it's all about. So what I love about the students that come out of this school mm. is you see them come in as really rather green first years. Yeah. Some of them are outgoing, but the vast majority of them are pretty quiet. You know, they're pretty nervous about it. Yeah. They come out after their second or third year, yeah. and they're ready to take on the world. The Absolutely. confidence has grown. The, um, the the whole person is educated, mm. not just about passing an exam here. Mm. This is also about the development of the person. And whether or not they stay in the hospitality industry, the basis of what they've got there are pure life skills yeah. that will that, that will stand them in good stead mm. um, for their hopefully fifty-year-long career. Well, that's I, I always I say it jokingly, but I'm frightened that somebody will ask me to explain myself. But we're really like an advanced life skills program, and. Um, because it, we're all about people, and people is life, and life is people. And if they, uh, if they get fed up with grumpy people not wanting to you know, pay the price for a cup of coffee, and you know too many complaints, and they get fed up with the shifts and all the rest of it, they can go into property, or they can go into commerce, they can go into banks, they can go into manufacturing, uh, they can go into retail. I mean. Retail, I mean, requires a lot of the stuff that we teach in hotel school. It does. I um, find I find as a recruiter yeah. that I get phone calls from retail, yeah. from 
things like Virgin Active, places like Virgin Active. Mm -hmm. I get phone calls from corporate companies that are looking for customer service oriented people. Yes. They know the hospitality industry does it like nobody else. Absolutely. Um, and, and they want a piece of that. So, and banks even. I've had yeah. banks going back in the day when they did have mm -hmm. front of house things that really wanted um, a hotelier style of person to be able to run their customer service aspects yeah. because nobody does it like a hotelier does it. Well, you know, I did some seminars. I worked in Amsterdam as a, as a sort of a aspiring hotelier. Oh. And uh, Amro Bank, which was one of the big two uh, Dutch banks at the time, they started recruiting from the hotel school in The Hague, mm. uh, from the hotel school graduates there, because they realized that they, uh, the ethos in a bank is very much, or was then, very much about correctness and looking after the money. So the type of people that they attracted were all very numerate people who were all very correct, high attention to detail, you know, those sorts of personalities. Because the worst thing in a bank is if you don't balance your money at the end of the day is, you know, on the, on the front desk. So they, they, they successfully employed and groomed and promoted a lot of very high attention to detail people. But then in the age of the, the customer service orientation and, you know, people out front dealing with customer inquiries and customer complaints and all the rest of it. They found that the, uh, the, the unfortunate uh, side effect of people who are very attention to detail orientated is that they get very prickly under criticism. And so as, uh, as a sort of uh, a psychosymmetric model for uh, somebody who's dealing with complaints and grumpy customers all the time, they, they, they found they they didn't have people that could do the job. They all got shirty with the customers and, <laughs> and, and you know, wanted to cut the legs off the customers because the customer had the temerity to, to, to complain about their efficiency. So, um, And I thought that would have grown and taken legs here, but I'm not sure that it does. I'm not sure that the banks yet really are looking at hotel schools as possible resources, but maybe they should. Maybe they will soon. <laughs> Taking over the world. Nick, um, five minutes filled with the silver fox. As usual, I've broken my rules. It's uh -huh. 25 minutes with oh, the silver yeah. fox. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, hopefully people have continued to listen. Um, but, but, Nick, thank you very much. Uh, this is uh, Stephen Hickmore, the silver fox, speaking to Nick Martin of the uh, Swiss Hotel School in Ramburg. Nick, thank you very much indeed for all your, for your full 25 minutes. When Thanks I told very you much. Be five. You're very welcome. <laughs>